Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. Okay, um, we're. I don't think this will officially be the fortieth episode because I've been listing the AMAs as separate, not. Oh, not an episode uh, so number. Not an episode number. Okay. So unofficially, the fortieth. Uh, we won't claim it to be the fortieth, but <laughs> the prequel. But, but pretty, pretty proud of that. 40, yeah. 40 podcasts. We we started and kept it going. So that's uh, pretty amazing that that's we right. stuck to that. I agree. Um, so we put out a little feeler on the support group last week about questions that, uh, people wanted to have addressed. Uh, got some good ones. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea's procured them. <laughs> I try. So if you ever see anybody commenting as Panhandle Weight Loss Center, it's probably me. Yeah. So she had forgotten that she had, <laughs> she had responded that we're going to address those. So yeah, we kind of had like a new, like a revival of our social media. So I've been on social media a lot of last week. Well, th- that's so. a pretty good segue. Why don't you tell us about what we're doing on social media? Yeah. So what we're trying to do is just, a, it's just another outlet where we can get information across. Um, so we want to share about us, but we also want to celebrate our patients um, and just kind of make that um, visible, I guess you would say. And social media is the best way to do that. So we've got a lot of resources, but we were seeing in the support group page in particular, um, was, Hey, I didn't know you guys had this. Um, you know, I didn't know you had a podcast. I didn't know you had a cooking channel and different things like that. So trying to just get that out there. Um, so if you aren't following us on social media, basically anywhere you go, just type in Panhandle Weight Loss Center and you'll find us. For example, for example, YouTube, Panhandle Weight Loss Center, um, Spotify, or anywhere else where you get your podcast. Just type most, in. Not every, but uh, most. most. Yeah. Uh, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon. Uh-huh. iHeartRadio for whoever listens I Heart to that. iHeartRadio, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've got your K-Love and then your yeah, podcast yeah. right Switch next right door. Podcast. <laughs> I didn't know you could podcast on Pandora. Yeah, podcast on Pandora. So we're there too. We are there too, yeah. yep. Um, and then Instagram. So Panhandle Weight Loss Center again, mm-hmm. Facebook, Panhandle Weight Loss Center. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's pretty easy. Instagram, we cleared that up. We, there's not like 10 accounts. Nope. There is one. And the profile photo is you in blue and it's oh. very obvious. And so, yeah, you'll find us pretty easily. Younger me or like current? Um, current you. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> you uh, look just as young though. Uh, the beard's gotten a lot more gray. We tried to, you know. So did you lighten it up Photoshop, for me? Or, uh, Photoshop that a little bit. A little bit. Perfect. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, so obviously if you're listening to this podcast, we don't need to tell you that we have a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. but we do have other resources. Uh, we have the, the YouTube channel, which is a combination of Chelsea laying down some amazing recipes. Uh, some of our podcasts are kind of co, um, their videos on YouTube and their podcasts. Uh, my, my, uh, my loving aunt uh, did uh, <laughs> explain to me that uh, some of our voice isn't great and uh, on some of the podcasts, and that's because we we had to to rip it off of video. Um, so we apologize for that, and we I think we have a plan to 
clear that up. Yeah, we're starting fresh. And... Yeah, we're going to record both of them at the same time so we don't have to, to yeah. rip it off the video. That's right. Okay. Now that we've probably bored you guys with our <laughs> back and forth talk. Um, so Chelsea uh, and I had put out a kind of a feeler on questions that people wanted us to address, uh, you know, more specifically. And so we have a list here. So we're going to kind of walk through the uh, post and kind of address what we can and um, table the rest. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Probably address more than what's on there too, how okay. it usually works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They give so, you stuff you didn't want to hear. That's right. Uh, the first question was, I want to try the two-week liquid diet, pills, shots, or whatever you have. Basically, this person had had surgery. They lost 50 pounds. Um, now they're only at 40 pounds down, so they gained you know, 10 back, but they also still want to lose another 20 to 30 pounds. Right. Um, so you know, kind of initially I had just responded to the patient and said, you know, first check out our podcast because we have done an episode, um, the pouch reset diet. We kind of address some of that weight regain. And, um, so that's a great episode that you can go back and listen to. We've done another one, I think just titled weight regain coming on the episode numbers. <laughs> so number 32 is number 32. should I do a pouch reset diet? So yeah, that's a great episode to listen to because we do kind of talk about, um, you know, should you do something like a liquid diet? Because that's really kind of what the pouch reset diet is. Um, we talk about that. And then we also talk about, you know, hey, what could you do instead? Yeah. And on number 16, weight regain after surgery. Um I think a couple things to consider uh, is number one, let us be involved in this decision. Uh, so for the person who posted that, reach out, get in, mm -hmm. uh, because sorting through the options after surgery, you know, it requires a little bit of sleuth work, um, yeah. you know, especially with the newer medications and uh, Chelsea and I hope to have a podcast soon on the newer medications mm -hmm. and uh, the, the cost and finances around that and availability at this point. That's right. Um, so I would say, you know, you're frustrated, you lost weight, you've gained some, you didn't lose as much as you want. Um, you know, I think you need to walk through kind of a full evaluation of your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I tell people the, the, specifically the sleeve, it's a great tool to help you eat the right amount of food, but it's not a great tool to help you eat the right food. Mm -hmm. And also considering where you started at before surgery um, was the surgery you got the right one as far as where you were hormonally and metabolically at that time uh, and did the surgery that we did. Surgery. Is that correct <laughs> did English? We, did we do the surgery? Yeah, yeah. did that? we do the surgery? But if we, you know, if, if you've had a surgery, uh, did it address the, all the problems you were dealing with? Um, you know, specifically alluding to like hormones that, you know, which, you know, if you're hormonally wrecked and you're metabolically wrecked, you know, we're, we're thinking more of a switch mm -hmm. in that situation, not so much a sleeve. So people that get sleeves, whether it was insurance, whether it was personal decision, whatever it was, if you get a sleeve, but you were kind of more in the duodenal switch category, uh, you know, we need to kind of walk through that. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's where kind of the medications come in, right? It's right. because the switch really gives you that, a lot of those hormonal benefits. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where we can do medication. Yep. And 
uh, we'll do a little teaser on the medications. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Because uh, we do them here um, at the clinic. So if that is something that you're looking to maybe just to enhance the weight loss that you already had, like get you a little bit further or just make it a little bit easier, um, we can do that. But not everybody is going to be a candidate for everyone. Mm. And there's different ones that work in different ways. So that's kind of back to what you were saying on, hey, you know, come in and let us talk through that with you so that we can see, you know, is this a good option or not and if it is a good option which route do we go because there's one of about i don't know 20. right and you know i think that's medications get a good or bad rap uh depending you know our our philosophy is that medications that uh, by themselves don't particularly do much long term uh you've got you, you have to address the lifestyle components that created the problem that's being addressed because mm -hmm. if not it's just a band-aid for the most part Yep. Fair enough to say? Temporary. That's yep. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So next question. Feeling weak during the liquid phase? Why am I not feeling oh, weak? Oh, why am I not feeling weak? During the liquid phase. But we could address both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so not feeling weak, pack your, pat yourself on the back That's and exactly right. do the high step into the end zone because mm -hmm. you're, you're doing the right thing. Um, I think when people experience weakness in the liquid phase and kind of low energy, uh, it goes back to that metabolic flexibility mm -hmm. type conversation. I think we've had, can't quote the podcast number on that one. <laughs> um, but you know, when your body is transitioning from being carbohydrate dependent to getting to a point where it can access stored up fat, that's, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I think some people in the pre-op diet, they start flirting with that flexibility or even get into that flexibility. I, I hesitate to use the word ketosis here, but you know, you've stripped out processed food, you've stripped out, uh, processed carbohydrates and did I say that twice? Sugars. You just yeah. said processed foods and processed carbs. Yeah. Those are different. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, if you've done that and you get into that, that liquid phase after surgery, I don't think those people struggle near mm -hmm. as much. Now the people that kind of go into the two week diet and, they may be in a really bad position hormonally, metabolically, so they don't get to that point where they can access fat during that liquid phase. Those people are going to have low energy. Absolutely. Right. Combined with the fact that like hormonally, you're not able to move into fat burning, which is like that ketosis mm -hmm. phase. And so you're not getting that energy, but also you're on a liquid diet. So your intake is very low. Like, mm -hmm. you know, some people I think can get by before surgery. It's like they're eating, you know, 2000 calories a day. So they are fine, you know, because they don't, they're still not moving to where they're burning fat, but they don't feel fatigued. Um, if, you know, depending there, there's a lot of nuances to this, but you may not feel fatigued because you've got that 2000 calories of readily available energy. Um, so I think typically you'll see, you know, you're not fatigued for the first half of the day and then you crash at the last half of the day. Right. But, um, yeah, so I think that would be why you're not feeling tired is because your body is burning your fat and that's mm -hmm. exactly where we want you to be. Right. And for the folks that, that, that do go through the low energy, weak feeling in the, in the post-op liquid phase, uh, a couple of things I did when I cleaned my diet up and I, I elected to do a shock to the system, like three day fast, strict ketosis for, you know, which I just did my DEXA scan today. Apparently I need to do that again. <laughs> um, I, I used uh, first MCT powder. Mm -hmm. uh, so kind of immediate energy. Uh, your body doesn't really have to do much to process it and break it down. It kind of just, and it can't be stored. 
Um, so that's one, one way to get some energy. And then if you, if, if, if finances are a little open, you can experiment with exogenous ketones, uh, which if you go to Amazon and just type in ketones or exogenous ketones, it's something you can kind of throw in your water kind of midday when you are feeling that low energy and it's, it's, it's fats, it's, Mm -hmm. it's breakdown product of stored body fat and it's trying to trying to reprime your engine to, to utilize fats is kind of the way I look at it. So those are a few things you can do. Yeah. I typically recommend, um, first of all, track what you're doing, see where you are with your carbs. If you're on the side of like 20 grams a day versus like the 50 grams a day, play with that a little bit. You know, like let's say you're at 20 grams of carbs a day right now, play with upping it to 30 and see what that does. Um, and then secondary to that, playing with your carbs, um, like the MCT, you said powder. I usually say oil, just like add MCT oil to your- Have you ever done MCT oil? I mean, most of our patients could use a little help in the bathroom at this stage. Yeah, they'll loosen you up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, But you could do either, you know, MCT powder, MCT oil, put it in your protein shake. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a a great option to do. I put Um, it in my coffee. Yeah, coffee, decaf at this point in time. Um, But yeah, and then doing even like if you are making your own protein shake, add a little bit of like frozen avocado, add the ground up flaxseed oil or not ground up flaxseed oil, just ground flaxseed. Um, And that can help get you. Grinding up the flaxseed oil, that sounds interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's special. (laughs) Uh, But adding those things to your protein shake can get you a little bit of that energy. Yeah, that's the advantage of making your own protein shake at home is you can get Mm -hmm. experimental with it. that's the downside to premier protein and mm-hmm. pre-made proteins. Absolutely. But they are cheap it. at Sam's and Walmart. And convenient. You just yep. pop it and go. Well, good. Uh, so we <clears throat> kind of address that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So next, I'm going to have a sleeve. How long does it take to heal? Chelsea, you want to take that one? Um, I tell, I quote people 10 to 14 days. Um, which is essentially why we do a two week liquid diet after surgery. So, um, when people email me or call me and say, Hey, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm eight days post-op or eight days after surgery. Can I go ahead and ask some solid food? No, you cannot. Um, because we, that's just, it's too risky at that point in my opinion. Yeah. I think, you know, literature would say seven, 10 days, but, um, I, we don't understand the, the, well, I I just don't see the, the risk, but the risk benefit analysis, Mm -hmm. you know, like if, if, it's the reason we go, you know, a couple of days longer than what data would show. And to be fair, this is like rat model data. Nobody's like <laughs> ripping human stomachs open to see right. if they, the burst pressure on it. Yeah. So we don't, the question is, we don't know exactly when it's completely sure. healed. Um, but we assume it's in that 10 to 14 day window is, yeah. is what we're, we're, we're thinking. Um, I understand the reason for the, the seal clear liquid diet. Mm-hmm is due to a lot of inflammation. So let's be clear on clear liquid diet, <laughs> full liquid diet. Um, what do you tell people? So um, I just tell people that it's a means to an end, basically. Um, mm. The clear liquid diet is is for the first 24-ish hours after surgery. Yeah, basically the rest of the day. At, yeah, the rest day of, of the surgery. day. And it's just because at that point, I mean, yes, you need to do only liquids, but you may not, you may have a little bit of like scratchy throat or something like that. So we don't want to go, you know, thicker liquids. We don't right. want to quite do like a protein shake or something like that yet. So really the clear liquid diet is to get you home from wherever you had the surgery and mm-hmm. to kind of get you recovered for that first day. Next day, we'll start on full liquids. 
Oh, this is a good time to point out the exact days to transition. People yeah, have lots, yeah. lots of questions about that. And you know what? I actually made this really great thing that I'm starting to send out to everybody. I made a calendar. Okay. It's blank. Good. Um, and I kind of wrote it out and it's color coded. It's very good. And so hopefully that'll clear up some confusion. Yeah. Because we used to say first two weeks, third week, <laughs> but people would be confused about what right. was the end of the second week? What is the start of the third week? Yeah, exactly. So I the day of your surgery is day one. That mm -hmm. is clear liquid diet. And so then the following day is when your full liquid diet starts, mm -hmm. um, which is considered day two. And then you count after that all the way through day 14. And that's your full liquid diet. Right. Uh, so in this question, <clears throat> I understand the reason for the clear liquid diet is due to a lot of inflammation. Um, so kind of go just rewind about 10 minutes here and when we talk about metabolic flexibility and trying to get you into a point where you can access fat. And I think with this question specifically is inflammation in the liver per se. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, right. having, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the pre-op diet, which mm -hmm. yeah, the pre-op diet, we don't do a full liquid diet in our pre-op diet. I feel like two weeks of liquids is probably punishment enough. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> And so we, we, we do incorporate, you know, some liquid meals into the two weeks prior to surgery, but we don't go to a complete liquid or clear liquid diet. Mm -hmm. And that's the reasoning uh, is I just, I, I don't feel like shocking your system going into surgery is a great idea. Uh, so that's the reason we don't do that. Uh, but it is, uh, <clears throat> most people that are overweight uh, are going to have a lot of inflammation going on in their liver. It's going to be really swollen. Uh, that's fatty infiltration of the liver, non-alcoholic, stay out of hepatosis. Uh, there's a lot of terms. Did we? Did we we did. We did. Yeah, that's right. There's a podcast uh, on that too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know the number of that one. Um, but yeah, we are addressing some inflammation, but ultimately we're trying to transition your metabolic situation mm -hmm. to be in a better spot. Uh, and then the end of that question is, it, is that okay if you stay one week longer in the full liquid diet. So let, let's kind of address both. Cause if it's talking about before surgery, I always tell people you don't need to, I mean, is it okay? Yes. But again, you're kind of putting more stress on the body mm -hmm. beforehand. The goal before surgery, I think is kind of this fine line of let's reduce that fatty liver, but let's also set you up well for healing after mm -hmm. surgery and good recovery. So that's why we do two weeks and we don't do four weeks or six weeks or, mm -hmm. you know, anything like that. So before surgery, I mean, Yes, you can. I don't think it really provides you any extra benefit. Um, after surgery, my answer is no. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. Just don't do it. You're on two. You're on liquids for two weeks. That's plenty of time for the stomach to heal. The goal with the surgery is not for you to be on a liquid diet. We want you to be able to eat solid, regular food. Um, and I think this question also comes because a lot of people, when they transition from the liquid diet after surgery to eating soft foods is when their weight loss stops for the first time. Like mm -hmm. the scale stays the same for the first time. So it's scary to people. They think, Oh, liquids is the way to go. Cause I was losing a lot then. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's a, we can unpack that no, a lot. No, <laughs> but do you want to, or to right now? Uh, because I think that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, whether it's the guilt, whether it's the, a dependence on past maneuvers to lose weight, which has always been to go to zero calories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the people that try to extend that liquid diet, they're still stuck in that, that mentality. For oh, sure. I, if I just don't eat calories, right. I won't gain weight. Um, 
but do know you're creating bigger problems for yourself. Yeah, for sure. And, and know that by moving forward and trusting the process, that's, I always try to get that across. I know that's hard for somebody to just be told, Hey, trust me and that you're going to want to move on. Um, but do trust us. That's why you came to us, right? Um, you're going to feel better. Um, and it, and it's coming and the weight loss is going to continue happening. But at that two week mark, I think that's where a lot of people, their metabolism is starting to make that shift finally over to, you know, burning more of the stored fat versus just burning what you're eating or drinking. So that's why you see kind of that stall in weight loss. Um, your metabolism shifting and that takes some time. Uh, plus surgery is a shock to your body. So you need a little bit of recovery from that. It's not normal for you to constantly be in a state of weight loss. Yeah. Good. So not a bad thing. I always say it's a good thing. And also what I always say is check your inches because your inches are still going down because that's also when you're losing some more of that fat from around your liver and that'll be Mm -hmm. showing as, yeah, that's why we do the DEXA. That's right. People to see the visceral fat. And visceral fat being lost, you really won't see that show mm-hmm. up as a pound no, it's all loss the inside of your abdomen. on the scale. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what makes, explain why your stomach makes crazy noises after. Um, so, you know, my thought on that is we're taking a stomach that's kind of like a lake and then we're trimming it down to be more like a river. So... It's, it's kind of a volume pressure type yeah, so, situation. And, and, you know, uh, understand that our, our intestines work just like watching a snake eat. You know, it's kind of had, it has this rhythmic propulsion. And so, you know, when we do a sleeve, when we do a switch, uh, narrower pathway. So you're going to hear some of the, just like if you stand next to a lake, you won't hear anything. But if you stand next to a, a stream or a creek, you hear water. the flow. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of my explanation there. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so just tell your spouse or your kids that keep pointing it out to <laughs> mind their own business. Um, yep. I would also like to know what nutrition goals are we trying to meet? That seems like a big question. That's a big question and it's very individual, yeah. you know, but, um, I think if we're going down to the basics, it depends on what phase you are, but let's say like right after surgery, uh, for the first two weeks, you're just trying to meet your hydration goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 64 ounces of hydrating fluid, that's your primary concern. Um, your second goal is your protein intake. And so the general breakdown for that, again, we usually give you a personalized goal based upon your DEXA scan. Um, so we would recommend that number, but if we're looking Mm -hmm. for generalities, if you're a female and you've had the sleeve 60 to 80 grams of protein a day, if you're a male who's had the sleeve 80 to hundred grams of protein a day, If you are a female who's had the switch, 80 to 100 grams a day. If you're a male who's had the switch, 100 to 120 grams a day on protein. Okay. And that's for non-active, non-resistance exercise trained persons. That is my baseline goal for you. Baseline goal. Yeah. Because right outside of surgery, Mm -hmm. because that is honestly, you're not going to be able to get more than that. Right. So it's pretty lofty goal to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So start there. Mm-hmm. And then we can, as you, you know, you lose weight, you're six months out from surgery, you've got a good exercise routine going, mm-hmm. then we can work on customizing that goal. Um, usually it doesn't change a whole lot, to be completely honest. Um, yeah. So it should stay about the Unless same. somebody comes in a year out, like, hey, I'm getting into this. As, All right, let's change your right. goals. Um, so I, re- I read it. I sent this article to you, <clears throat> uh, protein, like, you know, I'm, I've been in this business for 10 plus years and, you know, we've always talked about, uh, the appropriate protein intake, uh, you know, coming out of surgery. Uh, but 
the the article talking about in significant calorie suppression efforts. So your, the two-week liquid diet is significant calorie mm-hmm. suppression, which that's not, we don't, I don't want to emphasize that. But any time you go through significant calorie suppression, your leptin levels decrease because your body senses stress. So it doesn't want to promote the body to burn fat because mm-hmm. it senses that it needs to be in storage. And the only way to overcome leptin drop in a severe calorie depression is adequate protein intake. Yep. So it's kind of it's a two-prong reason we're telling sure. people, hey, you we A, we don't want your muscle being broken down, but mm-hmm. B, hey, if you want to burn fat, you do have to hit these levels uh, or your yeah. body will kind of go into storage mode. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that also plays into when the weight loss kind of stays the same or your yeah. weight stays the same at that point too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you've literally lost that hormone that goes and tells your body, hey, burn fat. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so calorie, calorie. The, so I know she's, she, the, the question here is I know at least 64 ounces of water, but what is calorie protein and carb goals for the first few weeks? Yeah. Uh, car, my, my general thoughts on carbs, if you're trying to lose weight, you got to be under 50. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what we'll tell you. Total carbs, yeah. not net carbs. We don't mess yeah. with the net carbs. No, no fancy calculations. And then sugars. I've, I add this one. Uh, sugar is less than 15 grams a day. And it, yeah. it sh- Which is you should be able to put it in your lo- 50 carb. Right. Comment. It's in, yeah. included in the 50 grams. But if you're like specifically tracking sugars, um, less than 15 grams a day. Do people just track sugar? You can. Yeah. Our Berry Tastic app does it. No, but who in the health and wellness world just oh. tracks sugar? Um, Chelsea Nelson. <laughs> you just track sugar, not carbohydrates? No, 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 no. no. Like all together. Uh, but oh, I don't, it shows I don't separate you an, them. It carbs shows you carbs. an individual number. I get it. But here's the thing. Mm, you can say carbs are carbs, and <laughs> I guess I, I would know, agree with that. There's some fiber in there, and we can get to the net fiber, the so, net, net carb thing. here's where it makes a difference. When I see people who come in, and they're like, I'm doing great. I am meeting all the goals that you set out for me. I'm meeting my protein. I'm under 50 grams of my carbs a day. Why am I not seeing any progress? I look, and their sugars are 25 grams a day. Their so sugars are 50%. half. And so what that tells me, when you say sugars, added sugar, correct, added sugars. And what that tells me is you are using processed foods primarily to get like the car, the 50 grams of carbs that you're getting are not the good ones. Okay. Yeah. Good insight there. I'm glad we talked about that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, you know, fat, as long as it's healthy fat, eat all you want. For sure. Yeah. And And that kind of goes along with calories, right? If we, we're not really doing like this macro thing um, because we've controlled how much calories you can get. So the biggest thing is people under eating. Mm -hmm. So in that first four to six weeks, I encourage people to push your way up to a thousand calories a day. So the, the, the goals we're talking about are minimals. Minimals. Yeah. yeah. Except for the carbs one, that's a max. So this is this the end of this question actually is something I've always wanted to address. Uh, one more: when does when does actual fat loss begin? How long is the healing and losing water weight before the fat loss begins? Well, I've never understood the water weight discussion. Um, oh yeah, I, I lost weight, but it was all water weight. The people will say that about keto, mm-hmm. like oh, I just lost water weight. Like, mm-hmm. Weight's weight. Weight's weight, man. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, so <clears throat> I, it. If you have a significant amount of inflammation and you are holding on to water, mm-hmm. that's still a really good thing to sure. get rid of the inflammation, get rid, of, get rid of, of the water, but it's weight. Yeah. Uh, fat loss begins prior to surgery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have very, we have very few patients that show up day of surgery 
that haven't lost this, you know, a, a good clip of, of weight. Mm -hmm. In fact, some of them come in and say, I've, I've lost 25 pounds. Why do I need this surgery? Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, give, <laughs> do you think you can keep doing this? Yeah. Give it a go. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that kind of addresses that. Yeah. And I think the reason the, the question is there is because when people think of water weight, that's the weight that you gain back so quickly with mm -hmm. like a diet. Um, mm -hmm. right. Um, so I think that's why that question was asked. Like, yeah, at what point can I know that like, Hey, I've entered this phase where I'm actually like losing fat and it's like, I'll tell people I, there's permanent. kind of one I, general rule I have to know when I'm losing fat, the, the healthy way is my energy goes to the roof. Yeah. Right. Cause if you, Cause if you're breaking down it. fat and you, you got those key and I'm not, you know, promoting ketosis here, but if you are losing fat, you are producing ketones. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and like when my body's running on that stuff, dude, I feel great. Yeah. Mental clarity. I type faster. I think faster. I process faster. This could be a problem. I'm more interactive <laughs> with my kids. I'm not grumpy. Uh, okay. So to me, that's, better. Yeah. That's, that's when you feel that actual fat loss is happening. Yeah, right. For sure. Uh, next one. Once you are able to eat normal, my fear is to regain weight. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, the previous podcast we mentioned at the earlier uh, you know, what to do if I regain weight. And then the, what was the other one we were The pouch reset diet. Pouch reset. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you that if, if you have the fear, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, you've got to let go of that. And I think that's a, a generalized uh, weight loss approach in America is kind of our general ways we do it. Like uh, there's always this guilt and the fear and none of that helps. Mm -hmm. So I know it's easy for me to say, but you've got to let go of that fear because that's, mm -hmm. you know, I, I always tell people this, like you think Tom Brady, everyone out on the field, like fearful, he was going to lose the game. <laughs> no, he went or, out there believing. Yeah. And he may lose, but sure. I mean, he never stepped on that field. Any great athlete, any, yeah. any person that's a motivational speaker will, will tell you, like, if you enter something with doubt, it's more than likely going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think kind of the unfortunate part of this is that, you know, people who are seeking out surgery have typically been through the ringer with the diets. Mm -hmm. um, and I always communicate this. Um, if that's you, the diet industry has conditioned you to believe that they've conditioned you to believe that you will fail um, mm -hmm. and that it's your fault and not the diet's fault. Right. And it's it's a whole thing to get you back, you know, buy the next best thing in the diet industry. So, um yeah, shift your mindset. Hey, I'm making a lifestyle change. Um, and by making that, I'm, you know, I'm using this tool of surgery. I'm going to do these other things and, and I'm going to succeed. And I think speaking those things out loud and like, you know, it's kind of a popular thing, but like owning them or claiming them, I think it is pretty powerful. What do you own or claim? What do I own or claim? Um, golly. Why do you mentally? <laughs> no, 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 not, oh, I mean, I own a car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, um, so now we're going to talk about uh, what are your recommendations for diet? Uh, focus on high protein, low carb, low fat, or calorie count. Uh, I'll just I'll just mark a few of those off. Low fat, not an option. Calorie counting, not an option. So, you know, high protein, low carb, uh, rack your brain, go back on that. <laughs> so, uh, on, on high protein, you know, enough protein to maintain your muscle 
Um, because I think that's the biggest thing in the first few months after surgery, probably the first six to nine months, is that you're in this rapid breakdown phase and the body doesn't care whether it's going to break down your fat or your muscle. And we don't want it to break down your muscle. So you've got to get in enough protein for that. Mm-hmm. The number on that varies. Even, I mean, I could do my best job at predicting and I would still be wrong. Everybody's body is unique and different. So I think that's a great way to kind of segue, hey, you got to do a DEXA. Like that's why we want you to come back in at three months, six months, nine months, 12 months and do those scans more frequently if you want to, because it it's the only way that we can truly know, hey, is what we're doing with your nutrition working? Um, and so, so generally though, I would say yes, high protein, higher yeah. protein than yeah. normal. Yeah. Appropriate protein. Appropriate protein. There you go. Um, and then low carb. Yeah. Low carb. In, in <laughs> we, uh, we, we, the reason we're giggling is we just recorded this and it didn't record it. So now we're having to go back and <laughs> replay it. Yeah. Um, and so with, with low carb, uh, it, it's, you know, the way I think about this is what people consider to be low carb is, is more a, appropriate carb. Mm-hmm. Like when you say, Hey, you need to be at 50 grams or less. Or like, oh, that's low carb. No, 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 that's appropriate carb. Right. Um, and you know, the the general population feels significantly deprived when you take somebody from a 300, 250 grams of carbs a day down to a 75, 50 lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where we need to be. I mean, we're right. just being honest with the data and the science behind losing weight um and being a healthy human. Um so, you know, you could call 50 grams low carb yeah. to the average American to be low carb, for but sure. for the person on the pursuit that you're, you're trying to, I butchered those words, <laughs> but if you're on this journey, yeah. um, you know, 50 is, is kind of your top end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Um, we did chat about muscle loss and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, protein goals, you know, the one thing you have to remember with protein intake is yet, yet, uh, or, or muscle maintenance of muscle gaining muscle is I do need to have the appropriate amount. And I did change my thinking on this recently. Like I've stopped thinking about protein as, as what we use It's amino acids, mm-hmm. you know, our, our body, uh, absorbs protein, completely breaks it down, turns it into building block amino acids, and then reassembles them as proteins, as muscle or whatever pro- other proteins we need in our body. Uh, so, you know, we have to have the right amount of building blocks to rebuild muscle and maintain muscle, but we also have to be utilizing those muscles to mm-hmm. get the ultimate benefit of, of the, the, the protein or amino acids that we're taking in. Uh, second thing that uh, you kind of mentioned, you know, protein going and being stored as fat, um, I think, you know, uh, there's, uh, and uh, Peter T has been beating this up lately, uh, the timing and amount of protein per setting, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, uh, specifically in kind of the rise of, uh, the one meal a day, uh, time restricted feeding, um, I'm missing the word there, uh, intermittent, intermittent fasting, fasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, is, you know, how it, I was struggling with this, uh, you know, how do I get appropriate protein intake with only eating two meals a day? You know, cause I'm mm-hmm. eating 30, 40, 30, 40. Okay. So that's 60 to 80. Mm-hmm. And you know, my workouts and where my goals are, I was significantly under. Mm-hmm. So then I added a third meal in and lo and, and, behold. Lo and behold, you saw my last DEXA. <laughs> uh, so uh, now I've got to go back to the drawing board and kind of scratch my head. 
and you know, that's an, to toot the Dexa horn. Like that's, that's how I experiment. I'll change things, go for about six months, jump on and be like, Whoa, mm-hmm. uh, that didn't work exactly like I thought it did or thought it was going to work. Sure. Um, well, and I think with, if you've had surgery, you are so restricted on what you can eat at a time anyway. So generally that protein dosing per meal isn't a big thing. You know, you're, you're not going to go over because there is some, some research that shows, I mean, your body is only going to absorb it's the research varies, but between 30 and 40 grams of protein at a sitting basically. Mm -hmm. So if you go eat the 72 ounce steak, like Oh yeah. That doesn't count <laughs> for your protein for the whole day. Um, so, you know, yes, you, you do need to spread it out, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and I think for surgery patients in particular at right after, it can be pretty difficult to get what you need if you are doing some sort of time restricted feeding or intermittent fasting. So those are things you have to evaluate. And that's why it's important for you to come back and see us um, because those are complicated to evaluate on your own. A lot of people are like, well, should I start intermittent fasting? Well, let's look at what you can do without fasting Mm -hmm. and see where you are at meeting your goals there. And Mm -hmm. if you're not even meeting your goals there, then the answer is no. Yeah. And I think we talked about this uh, recently, but you you have to earn the right (laughs) to be able to fast. You can't just do it. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to, I think, you know, Dr. Blue kind of, gave his testimony on trying it, failing, and then resorting to cleaning up his diet, then doing it, uh, and he had a lot more success with it. So yeah, kind of the summary there. Yeah. That was in one of the pillars. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. I listened to those a lot last weekend as I was transitioning (laughs) all these podcasts to a different host. Yeah. Um, well, good. Any other burning questions you hear? We were going to do two podcasts today, but it's um, 121. So. Yeah. So there's one more question. It says, I, like, I'm seven days post-op. So after surgery, um, I've met my protein and my water goals. I still feel hungry and a little tired. How do I deal with that? Um, and this is, a, in my opinion, a pretty simple answer. You add more fat to your diet. Yeah. So MCT powder, mm-hmm. ketones, like I, mm-hmm. like I said. Yeah. And the things before, add those things to your shake. Add the mm-hmm. um, avocado. Add the flaxseed. Add, you know. Things like that, almond butter, you know, put a scoop in your protein shake, something like that, just to get you that extra fat. Because um, if you're still feeling hungry, then you need a little bit more. So utilize that. Yeah. Okay. What, what else? else? Um, let's see. I get a lot of questions every day that I'm like, gosh, I should just put out a blanket answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had someone ask me about athletic greens. Oh, yeah. Who's not I've, here? I I've know. actually been getting a lot of questions on athletic greens. Yeah. So it kind of ebbs and flows with the popularity. But, well, what's your, what do you tell people? Uh, Can I use it? Is, is yeah, it beneficial, I'm, you know? Yeah. I think if you're, if you're putting it in the right place, right time of day, um, so I used to do Organifi, their green juice, um, and, you know, looking at the, the phytonutrients, uh, looking at, um, you know, those, those vitamins and minerals that you get through vegetables. I, yeah, my preference is to get it in your diet, Hundred percent. but if you're struggling, uh, certain days, um, uh, or you're deficient, uh, I think it could be a good tool. I think those two are probably going to be the best green powders, mm-hmm. athletic greens, AG1. AG1, yeah. Um, and uh, Organifi, uh, yeah. green juice. Yeah. Um, simple uh, life hack here. Uh, it's probably the easiest way for me to get vegetables in my kids. <laughs> they think it's like green Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's sweetened with ashwagandha and um, some pretty, you know, Natural non-toxic sweeteners. stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
so, you know, those are, I think you know, I've never even really contemplated this, but uh, uh, I've always, I actually I back up, I have contemplated this, like, <laughs> you know, that two week liquid diet. I'm not advocating for anybody to do this, just thinking out loud. Um, <laughs> but to do like that Organifi juice fast uh, for that two weeks, like if you did the, mm. if you did the green, you did the, the red, red and, and the you yellow. did the, the yellow or, or orange, gold. whatever it is. Gold. Yeah, the gold. Yeah, gold. we were all wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you, he designed that system to be complete, to be able to use it as a, a juice fast. I'm not advocating juice fast. But <laughs> since you're in a situation where you're you're basically, you know, mm -hmm. doing liquids for two weeks, yeah. I wonder what that would do. I mean, obviously, you'd have to throw some protein powder in each one of those to get. Sure. I mean, if you put if you did that three times a day, drink some water put 30 grams in each each of the drinks mm -hmm. so you're at 90 man something to think about something to think about yeah i don't know i i mean i'm like you i always say use it as a supplement don't mm -hmm. use it as a replacement yeah it's not an excuse or it's not a way to get around the excuse if you don't like vegetables you still mm -hmm. have to eat them <laughs> yeah um gotta gonna put those well you're probably not getting on. the fiber I, I i don't know the details behind uh, like the, mm -hmm. the breakdown of uh, athletic mm -hmm. greens do you, do you fiber wise uh, i no. i mean Blue said that it has fiber in it. I don't know what kind of fiber. Or yeah, it's I have obviously not whole fiber. So it's something right, your it's gut has to work down. down and break down. So it would be similar to something like Metamucil. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but yeah. it would be a similar fiber intake. It's not going to get yeah. you the same benefit as actual like roughage mm. would get you. Okay. So get that one a lot. What else do we get a lot? Um, let's see. What? Okay, I get this one. Once I've reached my goal, like let's mm -hmm. say my goal was to get down to 175 pounds and I'm there. Now what? Keep doing what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> um, any changes in diet? Nope. Changes in exercise? Well, I mean, that's individual conversation. I think each individual person. I, I had a high school football coach. Uh, I was working out one summer. I was putting on muscle and, and I was like, coach, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to change this. And he's like, son, you might be on the right track, but you'll still get ran over if you're not going the right direction. <laughs> uh, so Coach Shockey, you. I doubt if you're listening to this podcast, but uh, uh, if you do hear it, uh, that's where that quote came from. You okay. might be on the right track, but you'll get ran over. Nice. Um, well, good. I think that concludes our AMA number three, mm -hmm. sub episode 40. That's right. We'll okay. see you next time for episode 40. There we go. We'll have to All make right. it a good one. You guys have a good day. <laughs>